Hey, it's Bill Simmons from The Ringer, and this is a podcast called The Rewatchables. We have been doing it really since 2017. It started with how much we love the movie Heat. We decided to structure a whole podcast with categories, most rewatchable scene, who won the movie, Apex Mountain, what age the best. But here's the thing. If you want the full archive, you can hear them only on Spotify for free, by the way. So make sure to follow The Rewatchables on Spotify. This episode is presented by Walmart Plus. Walmart Plus is the membership that helps you save on things you expect, plus the things you don't, like free delivery from your store with no markups, gas savings, and even a free Paramount Plus subscription. Start your free 30-day trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus essential plan only, separate registration required, $35 order minimum. See walmart.com slash plus for details. Nathan, we've got to start using Apple Cash. Uh, okay. Why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages where you and I text all the time. We do. All right. So I can pay you in the convos we're already having, like I do when I bribe you to say nice things about my favorite Taylor Swift songs. You'll never forget a payment or have the money just sitting somewhere collecting dust. You do owe me money from the last time we saw those Taylor and Travis picks, so that is nice. (laughs) And once I've done that, you can use that cash right away. You can buy stuff at a store with Apple Pay. So I don't have to do all the bank transfer stuff then? Nope. It's just right there. It's easy, convenient, and secure. Wait, did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hello and welcome to every single album. I'm Nora Princiati. And I'm here, as always, with Nathan Hubbard as the summer of Taylor continues. Uh, this week, disclaimer. You're not I'm here. I'm away. You're I'm a not ghost here. right I'm now. I'm gone. This I'm- is Nora's AI voice working with my real... This is like the Drake Weekend collab that got ripped off the <laughs> internet. We should have done that. <laughs> Would have been easier. Uh, no, that's not true. We are recording this. It is June 27th as we're recording this. So disclaimer, we're going to do a mailbag. We got awesome questions. A lot of them are about Speak Now Taylor's version. So hopefully this will be a really fun thing for people to get psyched about that release with. However, if something crazy happens, if Taylor drops style featuring Harry Styles, if she does the song from Cats as a secret song one night, Uh, between now and when I am back. Uh, Nathan's also going to be doing some traveling. Sorry. We will get to it. We absolutely will get to it. We will not let you down. But just bear in mind that we might be a little dated for a couple couple of days here, but we'll make sure we catch up on all things in the Taylorverse. Right, Nathan? Yes. I mean, you're going to be scoping the video set of Wildest Dreams. I'm so. going to South Africa. Is that where they... Yeah, that is where they... That's funny. I hadn't thought about that. That song belongs to the horse movie now. I believe in you, Lucky. You have your mother's spirit. <laughs> Only in our minds. Nora, what do they want to have answers to? I'm so excited okay. to hear. So many good questions. We're going to start with one from Peter. Which songs are you most excited to hear with grown-up Taylor vocals on Speak Now, Taylor's version? Better Than Revenge. 
Oh, say more. Talk to me. I just want to hear how she sings that. I mean, like beyond the the potential lyric change or not change. Don't change it. Yeah, beyond the potential lyric change, I just want to hear how grown up Taylor, who supposedly doesn't care what happened to her when she was 19 years old. sings this song because you can let hear, it go man you can hear a little bit of the anger in the original re-record i mean i think the easy answer to that is probably some of the twang in the first handful of songs but how she's going to actually manage the twang but i think we were sort of more interested in that on fearless and we know what we got out of it so uh, yeah, I'm, I really want to hear how she sings better than Revenge. So I am probably most excited in a I feel confident this will definitely hit way about Haunted and Long Live. Just because, especially Haunted, you can really go for it. And then Long Live is that sort of, you know, big, expansive, stadium-filling song, which I think, given how much her voice has developed, she'll be able to do some some really awesome stuff on. Mean, I am fascinated yes. by. And a liar. Like, I and can't wait liar. to hear. And a liar. pathetic. Yes, that's going to be wild. I mean, I was reminded. Could be great. Could be weird. Yeah. Look, we'll find out. I told you I was on a drive this past weekend and I listened to original speak now just because we've got the re-record coming and you and I like to do our homework. And I was reminded how much Nathan Chapman is singing underneath her on this album. And yeah. It's still, as we've talked about in reviewing this catalog, a reminder that her voice was not all the way there and not even putting aside the left set's comments, which led to that song, Mean, that I can't sing. Drunk and roamed it all about how I can't sing. Nathan Chapman was doing some covering for her, and I'm going to be fascinated to see on the re-record how she handles that, whether there is a male voice trailing her with a harmony underneath, and if so, who's singing it? Right, because I think at least to date, it seemed like Nathan Chapman is out of the mix, so it would be somebody else. Might we get Aaron Dessner doing that potentially Jack. It it seems a little weird, but it's entirely possible. That's a great point. That'll be an interesting one to see. I do think there are a few, you know, there are a couple sort of low hanging fruit songs where I just think mine is a song. I absolutely love. Sparks Fly probably falls into this category too. Drop 
where I am really psyched to hear those two, not just with the improvement in, in her vocal ability, but just the improvement in the tech, right? Like everything yeah. can sound better when you're recording it in 2023, maybe 2022. And she recorded some of these. And for those poppy sort of sweeping those songs, I'm psyched for it. I'm really excited yeah. to, you know, put on a good pair of headphones, turn it up loud in the car, whatever it is to really get to appreciate some of that stuff because it added so much. I think even to huge iconic songs like love story, you belong with me. I think those songs could end up getting the same payoff from that as well. But the one, the one I will be tempted to, and I think I've said this, I tend to try to do it in order, start at the beginning. I will be really tempted to just click on mean and listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> one, because I love the song, but two, just drunk and rumbling on. Drunk and rumbling on about how I can't sing. <laughs> What was that? I get a lot of shit for my accents. I can't do the twang. The twang I is too hard. I would say All not. Right. But I do think, look, it might be Christopher Rowe, right? Who, who True. did a lot yeah, of the Fearless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. And was That's in that guess. universe. So, I, I mean, it, it has not been officially confirmed, I don't believe, who's producing this. But I'm assuming we're going to have a lot of Christopher Rowe on this. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. All right. Next question from Madison Jones, in parentheses, Taylor's version. Seconded actually by a lot of people, but Charles had sort of an addition to this, which I'll, I'll list. Madison's question was, how do you think the era's set list will change after Speak Now is released, if at all? And then Charles added, could that be why the set list only includes Enchanted? Which songs would you remove to add four additional Speak Now Taylor's version tracks. So let's start with the Madison portion of the question. Do you think the era set list will change after Speak Now is released? I have been struggling with this, to be totally candid. I It's a hard question. It's a really interesting one. It is. You could see them doing it to try to spice up their lives uh, at this point through the, the tour. It's the kind of thing you would do if you were trying to drive repeat visits it's not the kind of thing that you would do if you had a carefully orchestrated show that has definitely gotten tighter and more put together since it launched in Arizona. Not that it wasn't great then, but it, it is getting better that everybody is more comfortable with their spots. Like it, they're, they're doing it in their sleep at this point. Yeah. Um, and I think throwing a wrench in that from all of the technology that happens in the building from the uh, musicians themselves to, you know, potentially some fan base people saying, wait a minute, why didn't I get that? And, right. and, and it is, is a little bit risky. I think I come down saying I'm going to be surprised if the set list changes significantly, but if it's going to happen, it would sort of happen roughly, you know, 
I mean, I guess she does. She only really has two months left after this release, right? So it, it, it's more than halfway through the North American tour at this point. What do you well, think happens? Right, but uh, I don't know if it makes sense to draw a big line at the end of the North American tour, just because even when she goes international with the amount of consumption that's happening on social, it's still the same. It's the same beast. It's the same sort of thing that people are following. I feel the same way. I will be very curious to see, and I don't think it's out of the question, but the era's tour, I think is the era's tour. Now, I do think that now that we've seen her start ramping up towards the the re-release, incorporate more and more speak now into the surprise songs. I do think that that lead up kind of explains in part why there is so little speak now. Right. And so she could do help, this. Right. Feed the appetite for it. And I think she will lean on a lot of those songs for surprise songs. And depending on, you know, it, you can probably come up with a well thought through theory on when and where based on tour calendars. If people look this stuff up and all of that, but I'm sure, you know, Paramore uh, was there in Arizona, but I would not be surprised if we see Haley Williams on the Eras tour stage at some point going forward. You know, there, there are openings to do the thing that she did. Yeah with Phoebe where a lot of those shows essentially got sort of three surprise songs or two surprise songs plus nothing new or whatever. That's right. Uh, She will incorporate more and more things like that. Yeah. When she plays with Haim, we're going to see that too. Yeah. We're going to see some. Yeah. I I don't think we're going to see a change in the overall set list. Yeah. I think I'm with you. I just think the logistics of it, she is running around either on a turbo sled under the stage or backstage, the costume changes. It just is a delicately orchestrated ballet. And I don't think they're going to throw a wrench in what's working. I will say it begs the question, like what surprise songs is she going to play in Singapore and Tokyo and Wembley in 2024? Christmas tree farm. Well, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. My heart is a Christmas tree farm where the people would come to dance under sparkling light. Sign me up for that, but I gotta believe she's gonna start recycling some stuff on the European tour. She's gonna give herself the grace to do that. Yeah, and she and she's said that she can right with anything where she messes something up. Also with midnight like, stuff. I mean, the catalog. Hello, is in London. The- this is called Girl at Home. Willow remix. <laughs> this is the I'm Elvira remix. Acoustic. Elvira's here. Uh, that would be funny. Life was a willow and it bent right to your wind. The catalog is what? It's it's in the mid 200s. Yes. I think in terms of of unique songs, the number of dates on the tour do you know what it is? I don't off the top of my head, but it's got to be it, the the North American leg was close to 40. I think F- once 52. you added the second wave. 52. It's at 52 for, for North America. Yes. 
Okay, so then she's, yeah. So all told, she will be close to maxing out because there should be fewer than 100 shows altogether, at least as far as we know now. And in theory, she could double up with something different every night. But then you are, you know, you're really, you're really getting to the bottom of of the barrel. Now, I am on record. I think that would be kind of funny. But uh, she's probably more likely to just repeat some stuff. No one's going to care. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's, I think that's probably right. She's burned down a lot of winners at this point. So Charles had asked which songs you'd remove if you wanted to add four additional Speak Now Taylor's version tracks. Are there a few Speak Now songs in general where you, you would want to see them on there if you could? Yeah. I mean, I think it would be fun to see Dear John, I'd like to see her sit at the piano and play Back to December. Like, those are really big-ass songs that can fill a stadium, for sure. You know how I feel about Enchanted. Well, and en- Enchanted is there. Um, I and know. I'm very happy Enchanted is there. Yeah, for me, I would love to, if Mean I, were, I were part of the show. Someday. It's just so fun. I just love watching her play it. Story of Us is fun. Next chapter. I don't know. You're a long live fan. I don't know that I would inject those into the. I am a huge long live fan. I love that song. Long Yeah, um, I mean, but if you're going to cut, I still would come back and say, you're going to do what she did, which is you're going to start to edit the Evermore and the Folklore sections, probably, because that's where she's doing the most work to carry the night in a state. Yeah, and you could probably transpose the Back to December, do a Back to December in the Tolerate It set. And in that design, you could make that work. That would be cool. I think that would be totally doable. I don't think it's going to happen. What if she just says, fuck you, you're going to get 48 songs instead of 44. I'm just adding four songs to this show. Hope you like four hours. Then you will see me in Los Angeles. (laughs) It's not out of the possibility. It's not out of the realm of possibility. We got to challenge our foundational assumption that she needs to cut. Yeah. Now, you have gotten on me in the past for just saying that she has endless stamina and could do a show that's twice as long. It is getting up there. I have, but I will say 
It took her a while to announce these international tour dates, and that was by design because she wanted to see if she was going to be able to handle it. And if you look at those European dates, they are still spread out across weekends. I assume she's moving to London for three months and she's going to live out of that house and do exactly what she's doing here, which is she goes to Rhode Island or Nashville or New York or LA, depending on what's closer or where she wants to be in between these shows. And I think she'll go to London. She'll have Taylor's hot European summer uh, of 2024, <laughs> uh, you know, doing her thing over there. But oh, they've... Boy. They've figured out what is sustainable for her. And I think they wanted to test it. And now, you know, she, she knows what she's capable of handling. And as long as she keeps herself in decent physical shape, I have no idea how she's going to manage her personal relationships over the course of 23 and 24. But isn't that the story of Taylor Swift? Wow. Can I rant for a sec? Uh, yes, please, Nora. You know I love when you do. Pay apps are way too public. Uh-oh. What happened? Okay. So some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying. Full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it is super weird. Well, how are you going to pay your friends then? I'm asking for a friend. Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. All right, Joe Chapman. What kind of, quote, extra versions of existing songs do you want to see from the still-to-come Taylor's version? So far, we've had all too well. 10-minute version in State of Grace acoustic, but what else could she give a different treatment? What's your vibe on this? I mean, style featuring Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> you got that jeans. I would love, so the other one that I would love would be some new out of the woods. You and I differ greatly on how we feel about this song. I love the bridge. I don't like the production. 
I don't like the weird Lion King-esque thing that's happening. What? And I love that Grammys yeah, concert the Grammys thing. version yeah. that she did. She just on piano, yeah. And I remember thinking, are we out of the woods yet? And if she wanted to do, if there was something like that yeah. in the vault, I would be a very, very, very happy, happy camper. I want ready for it on kazoo. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> What should get an Elvira remix? <laughs> All of it. Yeah. It's back a, to December Elvira remix. Yeah. I mean, look, the back half of Reputation is going to be really hard for her emotionally to re-record. I mean, that thing well, is a the, love letter. Yeah. Because my baby's fit like a daydream walking with his head down. I'm the one he's walking to. Reputation is going to be a bear because the back half is going to be emotionally hard and the front half is going to be like technically hard max are you sure are you sure you won't you don't have any time i'll come to sweden yeah replicating that could take a a very 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 long time i think that's fair all right so out of the woods badass electric guitar version and yeah uh back to december elvira kazoo is that what we're saying yeah I, i mean i um Somebody posted online that whipped around the, I guess it's the live from Paris version of her playing Cornelia Street, right? Yeah. And that's a pretty fucking awesome version. Her voice sounds awesome. That was where you were like, she's been taking lessons. And yeah, she sounded incredible in that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, but I that think, already exists. Like, I'm that's not already saying to redo that. I'm just suggesting that there's probably a lot more of those songs across Reputation, uh, in particular, that might sound really great with her and acoustic guitar, a mic, and a chair. Long pond the shit out of that thing. Long long pond everything. Yeah, long everything pond getaway long car pond. with Bon Iver. I, I don't want that. No, thank you. Whatever. Okay. Stone. I need to hear you all discuss the shift in promotion from Fearless Taylor's version to Red Taylor's version to Speak Now Taylor's version. And then in all caps and in parentheses, where's the Speak Now promo? She needs her moment. We actually talked about this last week. Uh, a little bit. The Eras tour is the Speak Now promo. Like that, it, that's that's what's going on here. It is. She used it as a platform. Probably got bored with the album setup that she did for Fearless, although she didn't do as much for Fearless as she did for Red. And I think she's constantly challenging herself just intellectually to figure out a new way to launch these things. And 
everything from the screen to the buzz that she created around the um, the Easter eggs in videos uh, to you know the absence of Speak Now songs in the in the set list was all designed to create chatter about this album and seems to be pretty effective. Listen, not quite as effective as rebuilding the Malibu Barbie house in Malibu. <laughs> but I think, uh, you know, she's on par with that team in terms of marketing ideas. Yeah. I mean, they're just, it's not as though she couldn't do it, right? If she wanted to, she would. Okay. Ellie, do you expect the Speak Now Taylor's version vault featuring tracks will be pop punk slash country. I'm taking that as pop punk or country. Yeah. Um, although a melding would be fascinating. Uh, what do you expect from Fallout Boy and Haley Williams? Will they be pop punk? Yes. I mean, I, yeah, I, 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 they will. And they will be a little country. But I think, I think from Fallout Boy and Haley Williams, they're going to be pop punk. That's where she was going. Those were the clues that she was out of country and into more pop-ish music at the end of that album. So I actually don't expect a ton of country. I expect it to be truer to her arc creatively, which is that the stuff that was on the cutting room floor and in the back part of that record was telling us uh, where she was headed. Totally. Also, she is a fan, right? Like she is a a massive fan. Taylor Swift is not getting, you know, she's not getting to finally do a song with Fall Out Boy and have it be twangy country. She's going to do... She's what do you mean do finally do? She sang a song with Fall Out Boy at the Victoria's Secret show. That's well, pretty sure, but- fucking awesome. She sang a Fall Out Boy song. Right. This is her opportunity to sing a Fall Out Boy song again. Except it's right. going to be a Taylor Swift song, but that's my theory is that it's really going to be right. a follow-up boy song. Right. And I think to a certain extent, I mean, look, Haley Williams is already all over Speak Now. Now she's going to Formally be on the that. record in a more, li- like, in an actual literal sense. But Haley Williams is is all over, I mean, haunted. Better than revenge. She's not a saint, and she's not what you think. She's an actress. Well. Even yeah. I think a little story of us, right? Like her, her fingerprints are on this thing. That's going to be legitimized. I think in the legitimization of that, she's going to totally lean into it. All right. Arushi is speak now. Taylor's version, the last album she will drop in 2023. What happens in the fall and winter 1989 Taylor's version. She will still be touring. However, with the amount of chaos that she has undergone this year, my hot take is that she will draw the breakup album featuring Maddie and break the internet. Thoughts, question mark, smiley face. First of all, appreciate the smiley face. Smiley face back to you, Arushi. Um, I I will kick it off with this one. If that happens, I will eat raw steak on stage at Madison Square Garden or something like that. Um, I don't think that that will happen. It would be wild. I also don't think that she will be dropping 
a big breakup album that soon. I sort of think she's already dropped the breakup album. I think the tour is the focus. I think 1989 could pretty easily come in the fall. Yeah. But I don't think that we will be getting an original album this year. And I don't think that I will have to eat raw meat on stage. No. We're not going to get an original album this year, although there clearly have been some tracks that have been worked on. uh, I mean, she's in the studio. By the way, since a couple weeks ago when we were talking about how she'd kind of the constant paparazzi photos had died down a little bit. They have still kind of, they're not coming at the every night, different restaurant pace that was happening for a little bit, but whoever's staking out electric lady studios is getting some shots out of that one. She is doing the work. It's just not clear what she's working on. Yeah. All right. Courtney. We have three track lists for re-records and they all feature artists on a couple of the vault tracks. What is your prediction and who would you like to see her collaborate with for the rest of the re-records? I have mentioned the the Harry thing, which is mostly a pipe dream, but yeah. one never I mean, that's, knows. That's the one. I mean, who else? Like, Do you have somebody who's like hanging out there who she hasn't? So the unfortunate piece is that in a different world, I would have said the 1975 just <laughs> musically. Um, <laughs> I think that that ship has sailed. Look, the Harry thing is probably also a bit of a pipe dream, but, you know, a girl can can hope. I still think uh, to keep it close to home and to to the things that we love, I don't know if like there's any real utility in her calling up our boy Niall. But I still hope someday they cross paths in a musical way, just because he's clearly such a fan and it would make me happy. So I think that would be fun. Do you think there's a chance she does Bad Bunny? Yeah. I do too. Yeah, I totally do. I think Bad Bunny could be her next Ice Spice. The question would just be, would that be for 1989? Or would that be... I can see that being a more natural... um, New stuff. Reputation or something new. But... There's probably room on 1989, particularly like, look, what's in the vault for that? I think it'll be really, really fascinating to see. And I think we do know that sometimes there are a few liberties taken with, oh, this would be good to have on the record. Uh, Let's put it in the vault. So I can see that happening. Definitely. This is not a collab, but it's something that I really would like to see come out of the vault. At some point, she's going to need to do debut. And I know it's like not the highest priority, but at some point she will need to do that. And I would just really love if I heart question mark. And I'd lie. were things that existed on Spotify. I think that would be a fun thing for all of us. So come on, Taylor. 
And I'm sure Tim McGraw will feature on one of those songs. That would be great. You think Tim McGraw, I hope you think of me. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Where do, you, right. think, where do you think redoing debut falls in her list of priorities right now? <laughs> what if she never does? Like, not... <laughs> she's forgotten. I think she might have forgotten about it. It's after Feed the Cats. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Feed the Cats is way high up. Feed That's the Cats I is said. like It's after one. Feed the Cats. It's not a high priority. I would not say that it's a high priority. All right. We have two more questions. Annie asks, do you think there was any truth or any chance that we'll get the Lover Deluxe? And do you think she'll drop another re-record this year or keep spacing them out pretty far apart? What's the strategy there? Um, the Lover Deluxe is not real. It's, a, right? it's not real. It's, it's not really real. not real. She's learned from the oversaturation. Please trust this woman to know when to be present and when not to be present. There ain't no Lover Deluxe. Shame on you, fake newsers. <laughs> probably the same people that are going to still harass John Mayer. I think it's probably different people that are going to still harass John Mayer. But I guess, you know, bad actors come in many shapes and sizes. Um, yeah, I mean, I saw, I, I was scrolling through TikTok and there was the Phil Collins Can't Stop Loving You cover. No, I won't stop loving you. Should I? That somebody had like manipulated, right, and just adjusted the levels with to be like, oh, this is gonna, this is on the lever. It's not, guys. It's not real. And I did look through the comments to see if people noticed, and it seems like a lot of people are getting away with that stuff. So PSA: tell your friends. I know our listeners like are tapped in and they know this stuff, but it's not real. AI is going to create so much confusion. I actually think Taylor's going to have a lot to say about this. Like Grimes has licensed her voice out and let the community create things. Taylor with her stance on owning art, it will be very interesting to see if she steps forward and takes a strong position on it and whether some of the new creations that we get from Taylor is in the way that she gives her likeness, at least vocally, out to the community to try to create. You ready for our last question? The AI yeah. piece, we will hear from her on it at some point. I don't know when. I think when things are important like that, she does take her time. And sometimes that can feel like she's absent from a conversation. But I do yeah. think she waits until she really knows what she wants to say. I completely agree with you. That will be massively important to her because it just touches on so many things that have always been parts of the industry that she cares about and, and things that are really important to her. I look forward to when that happens. I'm not like holding my breath just because I think she will want to really get her arms around how she feels about it before coming out and saying something. But she, she is like, I just would love to hear what, what she thinks that will mean going forward. Um, and I think we will at some point. Yeah. The business stuff for her when she steps in, when she doesn't continues to be interesting to me. I still like, you know, I, I was at a, I'm on the board of Gibson guitar, right? She plays a lot of Gibson guitars. There is no Taylor Swift signature model Gibson guitar yet, although you can buy the guitar that she actually plays. And that's a conscious choice on their part in the same way that, you know, outside of fucking Wonderstruck, 
there is no real like Taylor Swift line of clothing, fashion, cosmetics, right? Selena Gomez, her best friend, has got a five hundred million right. plus dollar franchise in Rare, right? It's just something that she does not have her own record label or, or distribution company or marketing company that helps other artists, right? Her management team is focused on only her and that's because they're busy 24-7. They have the bandwidth. This is not a criticism in any way, shape or form, but she has taken very, very strong positions on these kinds of issues, artist rights, and she's used her platform to give her opinion. She hasn't yet moved in and say invested as far, at least not publicly in an AI company or taken a seat on the board of, you know, Spotify or something to try to sort of shape it from within the matrix. Yeah. She's used her voice and her words, which is, I think what she's really good at. It's just interesting to see where she chooses and how she chooses to fight those battles. But a lot of that, the reason I think that's true is because she has more to say and do as an artist. And I'm, that, that's not to say that, you know, Selena Gomez doesn't or like Rihanna doesn't. I would love drop the album. It's probably never going to happen, but I wish it would. That's not the point mm. of that. But her priority and it would be really easy for her to make, you know, she makes a boatload of money as 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 an artist, but she could make a, another boatload of money really, really, really easily by doing other stuff. And it's not that she does none of it, but she's pretty careful about it. And I it think seems she's conservative like, or her and, team is and, conservative. And, and her okay. priority, often it's good, right? She's like the only person who didn't get bamboozled by FTX. There you go. And that was like the coolest thing ever, right? Like that makes you feel so good about, okay, somebody's actually doing like all hail our diligence queen, right? Yes, yes. She's pretty unusual, I think. But they should have used her to diligence the value of her own catalog. <laughs> yeah, but then she would have she would have arrived in like a in a you know a little disguise and said, "You should sell it to Taylor Swift." I don't know what I'm saying. That didn't. This is like the fruit <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> it's fine. Back up the money trucks. Yes. Yeah. Last I, question. Let's oh, get. Go there. ahead. No, okay. please. On to the next. Would you? This is from Matt Jacobson. Would you have preferred the 10 minute all too well version played at Eras or the five minute version plus three additional songs, perhaps from Speak Now or self titled? Great question, Matt. It just, the answer, if you have not seen it live, will be self evident in that the 10 minute all too well version is the closing of the first act, hearing a whole stadium say, That's what happened, you. That's what happened, you. is super powerful. It, it is, I would much rather it be there than almost any other song that's in the set list. I hate to be the person to be like, you what? To be there, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to counter, but you did. You had to no. be there. It is different you can be live. There. Watch it online. Yeah. You have to be there. It's, it's a special experience to do that in unison with 70,000 people. I wish there was more speak now as, as part of the, the set list, but all too L10 is just doing that with people is like incredible. So I would keep it. All right, Nathan, do you feel ready for this re-release? I feel ready for you to re-release yourself back into 
this world since I just recorded this entire podcast with a ghost. And our next set of conversations, we're going to have it in the flesh, aren't we? We are going to have Speak Now, Taylor's version. I will not be a ghost anymore. And it will be out in the world. And we'll get to break it all down. It's very exciting. This has been Every Single Album. I'm Nora Princiati. As always, he is Nathan Hubbard. I almost said that you were Taylor Swift. That would have been remarkable. But he is Nathan Hubbard. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Kai McMullen for her fabulous production on this episode. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.